The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Adam Shine Podcast. Hi, this is Adam Shine. Welcome to the first edition of of the Adam Shine podcast. And we are absolutely positively thrilled to be doing a weekly podcast during the NFL season. I'm obsessed with the NFL, love the NFL, live for the NFL. And it's a great extension of what we do every single day on Shine on Sports, on Mad Dog Sports Radio at 10 in the morning, on the East Coast, 7 in the morning, on the West Coast. And I'm excited to talk football. We'll give you our hot topics of the moments. We will give you who we like for the upcoming week. We're going to have compelling guests, amazing stories. Our radio producer, Bob Stew, will be with us for every single episode. And I am just so excited to be part of the podcast family and really, really looking forward to this. And, you know, we're doing the podcast. I love the medium. I I can't get enough of it. And we have a great interview coming up with David Wright, who is one of my all-time favorite professional athletes. And this is a perfect first guest for our podcast. David, a tremendous baseball player for the Mets. His career cut short due to injury. Thought he'd be a great person to talk to about Andrew Luck and what happened with him. David, is also, and you'll hear this oozing through, he is an amazing football fan. Diehard football fan. When I first met him when he was playing for the Mets, all he wanted to do was talk football. And we've developed a a relationship through the years all based around football. So you'll groove on the conversation. He's got strong takes on the Giants, on fantasy football, on everything going on in in the landscape of the NFL, how he consumes it. It's a lot of fun. I think you'll, you'll really enjoy it. And also pay close attention to the football comparison I give him, who's the David Wrights of the of the NFL. Listen, it is Tuesday afternoon and we're we're still waiting for Ezekiel Elliott to sign his contract. Listen, we we've been saying for 6 weeks on Shine on Sports as long as he signed the Tuesday after Labor Day, the Dallas Cowboys will be a playoff team. So, hopefully when this hits your ears, Zeke signs and the Cowboys absolutely need him. Zeke makes Dak. It's never been the other way around. With Ezekiel Elliott, the Dallas for a full season, the Dallas Cowboys have real Super Bowl aspirations. Without him, it's it's not going to happen. How about the news of the weekend with all the zaniness with the Houston Texans. Houston Texans absolutely positively clueless, rudderless, sans a legit plan, making it up as they go along. They torpedo their future. 
And also the Texans are in better shape on offense than they've been in the history of the franchise. And all could be true. Listen, I I don't know what the hell Bill O'Brien's doing. You know, he's acting alone. They don't have a general manager. It's it's an absolute mess. They sold low on Clowney. I would have signed him in February or March. And if you weren't going to sign him in February or March, you needed to trade him. Look at what Seattle got for Frank Clark. Look at what the Chiefs got for D Ford. Could have gotten a first round pick. You can't get that now because of the rules. You can't give a contract extension to a player who was franchised after the July 15th deadline. So they sell low on Clowney, who's a tremendous pass rusher and then they have to overcompensate for prior mistakes and they go out and get Laramie Tunsil who I love it'll be great for Deshaun Watson and they get Kenny Stills who will be great for Deshaun Watson but they had to overreact to give up next year's first and the year after first round pick because they fouled up the draft they wanted Dillard Philly jumped up Harry Roseman's amazing to get the player Houston wanted they reached on a a project and a prospect and then they had to fire the GM because he was awful but they didn't hire anybody they they didn't bring back Honey Badger. They're they're all over the map here. They've neglected the offensive line for a special talent in Deshaun Watson for a very long time. I do think the Texans with Hopkins with Watson can still win 10 games, but it's not about winning 10 games. Now when you mortgage your future, they need to win multiple playoff games. Love the clowny deal for Seattle. And listen, I think what Brian Flores is doing in Miami. Makes sense. I feel bad for my guy Josh Rosen, but they they need to break it down to build it back up. You can't have clowns to the left of you, jokers to the right, and be stuck in the middle with Ryan Tannehill being on that 8-8 eight eight treadmill for a long time. So Flores gets a five-year deal. Makes a lot of sense. They're going to go 0-16. They'll draft Tua. It'll turn out to be the best thing that's happened to to the franchise. So David Wrights is going to be with us. We love taping this interview. It was a lot of fun. We're going to give you some over-unders. We're going to give you our best bets for the week. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not only a fantasy football legend, I'm also dad of the year. We are going to interview former Mets superstar David Wright, talk a ton of NFL, talk Andrew Luck with him. Wait until you hear this coming up next. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
For more of me, Adam Shine, and who doesn't want more me? I love me. You can listen to me on my SiriusXM radio show, Shine on Sports. We always get the best guests. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Steph Curry. I mean, we live for this. Best guests in all of sports talk radio, best callers. It airs every weekday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. SiriusXM, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. You can also listen to the radio show on demand with the SiriusXM app. All right, here it is. Very first guest on the Adam Shine podcast. One of our all-time favorites. Great player, great guy, huge football fan, David Wright. David, how are you? Sean, what a pleasure. First guest. Uh, you know, it was a lot of fun to be on, so thanks for having me. You know, you accomplished a lot of great things in your career. Where does this rank for you, being the first ever guest on the Adam Shine podcast? I, I would say right in between kind of the World Baseball Classic walk-offs <laughs> and the World Series homer. Somewhere, I would, maybe two. I can't give you one, but maybe two. I'll, I'll give you two. How about that? All right, I'll go with that. WBC, the World Series, and the Adam Shine Podcast. By the way, we named it ourselves. You like that, the Adam Shine Podcast? It's original. I like it. You know, straight to the point. You know, you don't get too cute so people know exactly what they're getting, and obviously your name sells, so... You know, why not? That was actually what they said in the meeting. Your name sells. And, I mean, <laughs> David, you could have been sitting on the 37th floor with us. I mean, you could be part of the I marketing team. I, uh, I love it. All right. Now, the whole theme of the podcast, interesting people talking NFL. And I know you are a huge NFL fan. When you grew up in Virginia, the Redskins, was that your team growing up? No, so, it's funny that you ask. All my friends were big Redskins fans. Okay. And I think out of out of spite, I went the other way and I became kind of a pseudo Giants fan. And then when I got called up to New York, I became friendly with some of the Giants, uh, you know, in particular Michael Strahan, and um, became an even bigger Giants fan. So, you know, it's kind of funny that growing up, you know, I didn't want to go with the flow with the Redskins. And, you know, thank goodness I didn't go with like the Eagles or the Cowboys. Seriously. So I I stuck with the Giants and, uh, you know, turned out to be you know, somewhat foreshadowing getting up to New York and getting to know some of those guys and becoming friendly with them. What was that like, the relationship with Michael Strahan? I mean, you want to talk about an unbelievable player, unbelievable guy, tremendous post-NFL career on so many levels. What was that friendship like? I mean, it's you turn on the TV, the friendship was, he was awesome to me. He was, a you know, obviously a much more veteran player when I was a younger player. So, yeah. you know, getting a chance to learn from him a little bit, you know, and I know it's a different sport, but, you know, how he carried himself, how he dealt with the media, you know, how he dealt with kind of the, I guess, the celebrity of him being one of the best, you know, football players in the game. Uh, you know, so I watched from afar and, and obviously learned a lot from him, you know, the way he carried himself both on the field, off the field. And then, you know, his, his, his post-football uh, career has been, you know, it doesn't matter what channel I turn it to, he's on. You know, I was watching golf the other day, and he's on with Faraday. And it's like, you know, you just can't get away from him. But he's got such a infectious personality that you just can't help but to, uh, you know, to kind of smile and laugh when he's giving an interview. I mean, Strahan is just, just incredible. What was it like in New York in September? Mets, Yankees, Giants, Jets. New York, the only city that can offer that. Now L.A. can. But for a long time, it was just unique. What was a September in New York like? Well, it's, you know, for us, uh, you know, especially, 
you know, once September kind of rolls around and, you know, you're playing baseball games and immediately after the baseball game, you're in the, you know, in the clubhouse in the food room, you know, turning on, you know, the NFL games, trying to check, you know, scores, trying to get caught up on, on the day's action. So, uh, you know, it's really neat, you know, for us to be a part of, uh, you know, obviously being in New York with the, the two baseball teams, the two football teams, September is really special. You know, it's one of my favorite times of year, especially when we were, you know, when we were in it, you know, playing those meaningful games and then, you know, sh- kind of transitioning and becoming that football fan, you know, in the later afternoon, early evening, you know, watching all the games, checking the scores. So it was a, uh, it's a good time, you know, to be in New York in, in September for sure. Oh, without question. Yeah. And I, I know how much you love football and, you know, fantasy football. I know how much you love fantasy football. Who was the best fantasy football player on the New York Mets? Okay, so all right, so let me get into this for a little bit now. Yeah. First of all, you haven't you haven't sent me any suggestions this year. I got two drafts coming up next week, and I haven't got any suggestions from you who your your sleepers are, who the guys to pick are. So I'm expecting that after this. Fine, and um, usually I do. Every year I always send you the sleepers. That is a fact. True. Yes, that's true. And you have not done it this year, so I'm a little disappointed. But <laughs> with that being said, when I was playing with the Mets, I was always the best fantasy football player. Now and I always kicked. We always kicked out the guys that um, the guys that like didn't play anymore. You had to be an active player or personnel to be in our fantasy football league. So now, after me kicking all those guys out after they were done playing or went on to different teams or whatever, I went back in and they won't let me back in. No. So so, so I teamed up with Dave Racanello, our bullpen catcher, and I'm kind of the I'm ownership. He's our GM and since I'm not there to be the best fantasy football player anymore, he has gained the crown of best fantasy football player, our bullpen catcher, Dave Racanello. Uh, I love Rack. He's a good guy, and I know he's your guy, and you guys are really good friends. I love that you – so, wait, they kicked you out? Really? Well, I, I did I, – I mean, I, that's a bit harsh, I think. I think it was more so – DeGrom likes to give me a lot of credit because I gave DeGrom – I rode DeGrom pretty hard when he was a younger player. Yeah. And now that he's – you know, he's the guy and he's – you know, Cy Young Award winner and this and that. You know, he's kind of feeling it a little bit. So he kind of – I think if I asked, he'd let me in, but I don't want the embarrassment of kind of asking and, and you know, him, you know, kind of making fun of me and, and saying no. So I've kind of just teamed up with Rack kind of on the down low. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll win this league for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't because, think you have got, because you have guys like DeGrom in it who have no idea what they're doing. Okay. So is DeGrom just a bad fantasy football player? See, I think he doesn't he doesn't put in much effort, um, and, he, and he teams himself up with, I believe he teamed up with the other bullpen catcher, Eric Langille, who has nothing on rack. Yeah. You know, it's like, I got the A guy, and he got like the the C guy as far as fantasy <laughs> football goes. So, you know, it's, 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 it was, you know, both those GMs were free agents, and I got the good one. And Degrom got the not so good. A lot of trash talk during a a Mets fantasy draft. Yeah, you know, and it's good too. Yes, um, but it's good too because as a unit, um, it kind of keeps you in touch during the off season. Yeah. And, you know, normally you wouldn't pick up the phone or text. You know, one of the guys. This makes you you know try to make a trade or try to uh, you know talk some trash, and it keeps everybody in touch throughout the off season, which you know I always thought was a, a bonus. You know, it's fun to, to be in touch with those guys, but also it kind of takes that camaraderie into the offseason. By the way, I, I'm telling you right now, draft David Montgomery from the Bears. 
That draft David Montgomery, running back, Chicago Bears. I think he's going to end up being the guy for him. Well, it's not a sleeper if you're saying this public like that. I'll Fine, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. No more, no more, no more, no more sleepers. Not going to do it. All right, there okay, we go. So yeah, privately, privately. Privately. I, I'll make sure I give that to you privately. I, I can't care. I'm not going to tell you about Miles Sanders. I'm not going to do that publicly. I'll tell you about that privately. <laughs> so now that you're retired, give me your ultimate NFL Sunday. How does David Wright want to consume NFL action? So, you know, I'm still fairly active, you know, because of you know, the back and then my neck thing that I got going. I still try to go and do all my stuff on a daily basis. When NFL Sunday kind of comes around, that's the day I kind of take off. You know, I get up, try to do something with my daughters, um, you know, and then it's, you know, I, I kind of focus on, on football and, um, you know, kind of checking some things out and, uh pizza's involved for sure mm-hmm. uh, you know that's my that's my go-to you know kind of sunday food some sort of football pizza uh, you know hanging out with some friends um, are you, know, you a red, are you a red zone games. guy or are you going to lock in on one game as a professional athlete do you need one game david or a red zone so i had this sweet setup in new york uh, my old apartment i had five TVs set up. So I had a, a kind of a bigger one in the middle and then four around it. So Thanks for inviting me over TV. for that. Jeez, that, that sounds awesome. <laughs> so that's gone now. You know, after the kids, you know, that's that's gone. So out here, you know, I'm, I would say now I'm more of a red zone guy. You know, I'll, I'll watch a, a Giants game. Um, I have some friends out here that are Rams and Chargers fans. They're very fair weather fans out here. The My, my friends are, at least. Yes. So when they're good, they'll watch the Chargers and the Rams fans. Rams games. Um, I like to catch the Giants games. And uh, other than that, it's, it's basically red zone. Yeah, I love the red zone. I mean, you see everything you want. You see it for reality. You see it for fantasy. I mean, there's nothing to me in a week of sports. The end of those 1 o'clock games, Eastern Time, 10 for you on the West Coast for the red zone. I mean, there's there's nothing quite like that. Yeah. That's another thing. Would you rather have the 10 o'clock start time or the 1 o'clock start David, you got to tell me. I've never done it before. Do you like it? Is it weird? The 10 o'clock is weird, but the 5 o'clock is nice, you know, where you're not up till midnight watching that that night game. So um, I think I like the the East Coast 1 o'clock starts, but I like the West Coast 5 o'clock finish, if that makes sense. No, that that does make sense. You know, having to kick off at 10 in the morning feels bizarre to me. I've never done it being on on the East Coast in New York. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm up until, and I think of these Sunday night games, way past midnight. You know, and, and I'm up early doing the Sunday morning show on CBS, and then I'm wa- watching the games. You know how hard you work. You don't have to plug it. <laughs> you know you're one of the hardest workers. We get it. You don't have to tell me about me. I'll tell you about me, right? That's that's the philosophy. But that's an issue. tell me about the Rams and the Chargers fans you've met in LA. It's 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 kind of strange because they're both good teams. Yeah, and you don't. It's maybe I've grown spoiled being in New York for so long, where it's there's a passion to. You know, being a fan, not just football, but baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever. Here, it's it's a bit different with, and you see it with the Dodgers games. We used to play here, you know, fans, they're known for coming late and leaving early. And they have good fans. It's just, it's a different type of fan out here. And, and I, I, I give my friends out here, 
you know, some crap about it all the time because they know what's going on. It's just they're, you know, they're the passion level in New York's a 10 and maybe here it's like a six or seven. I'm just not accustomed to, you know, being the fans being a little more nonchalant and relaxed, which is obviously the vibe out here. That's a different mentality. No question about it. You're right. They're knowledgeable, but the passion level that, that to me is the difference. David, I'm, I'm very curious to get your take real time watching it when you found out that Andrew Luck was going to call it a career? I mean, I think I was surprised, but, you know, when when you think about it, the beatings that these guys take, you know, week in, week out, um, you know, once I kind of thought about it, once I, I, I listened to his press conference, um, you know, I understand it. I get it. Um, now, I don't know about the timing. I'm not sure what's going on with him physically. You know, right now I'm obviously, you know, a fan like everybody else, but, um you know, I understand, you know, it's, it's, you want to be known, you want to gain the respect of your clubhouse in baseball, being the guy that can play through injuries, guys, that guy that can, um, you know, you, you're banged up, this and that, you know, but those things start compounding as you, as I've experienced later on in my career, when, when you try to tough it out, when you try to, you know, play through injuries, those things can become worse later on. And I think he's being proactive in kind of saying, you know what, I love football, but that joy is kind of being taken away from the passion that I have for the game because of these injuries and the rehabbing and the effects that it may have later, you know, in my life. And, 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 and when you look at it from that perspective, you know, I, I you, know, you can't fault him. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's a guy that is certainly looking out for his health and a guy that, you know, just got tired of, of the rehab and the process, which I completely understand as well. What's Sometimes that like? you got to listen to your body. Yeah, you you lived it, that, that treadmill that he talked about of rehab, pain, you feel better, the cycle starts again. What What's that like? Well, for me, it was my mind was always telling me, you got it, you can do it, you can overcome this. And, you know, my body was just saying, no, you can't. And it was kind of an endless cycle of my mind winning over my body until it got to the point where my body just said, hey, no more. This this is it. You know, my body was just telling me that you can't do this anymore. And uh, your mind's a powerful thing. And when you set out to accomplish something, you know, sometimes you don't listen to your body and, and you become so headstrong that you think you can overcome anything. And... You know, to me, it just got where I was down in Florida and, you know, and, and during my rehab process in the minor leagues, uh, my last year, where it's just I could not play baseball. My body would not let me play baseball. And, and that's when, you know, my mind starts saying, OK, you know what, your body might be right on this one. Who's your favorite player to watch right now in the NFL? I mean, it'd be it'd be tough to not say uh, Barkley. I mean, but, you know, I, I have. You know, I've gotten to know Eli a little bit over the years, and I'm a big Eli guy. You know, so I would say, you know, being, uh, you know, certainly rooting for the Giants, I would say those two guys. You know, you got kind of the, the guy that uh, had taken you to the promised land and, you know, so many years of, you know, of joy as a fan. Now you got the guy that's the future. So it's kind of a, you know, cool transition from, from a fan's standpoint. When, when you watch Eli or when you're prepared to watch him this season, I mean, these are my words. Feels like this is it, right? For me, this feels like they drafted Daniel Jones. Eli hasn't been the same last few years. 
you know, you guys have a friendship relationship. You also know the deal in New York. You know the highs, you know the lows, you know the cheers, you know the boos. What do you think that's going to be like watching Eli Manning? And we don't even know, David, if he's going to be the guy for the Giants for the entire season. Yeah, and that's what, uh, you know, that's the thing, you know, that stinks, you know, as an athlete, and this is me speaking from my experience, sure. that you want to be, you want to tell everybody, you know, including your body, you know, when you're done. And very few athletes get the opportunity to kind of write their own story at the end. Um, you know, and with Eli, I felt for him last year, um, you know, kind of the ups and downs, you know, that he went through. And I know, you know, what he's brought to that organization is, you know, just invaluable. And, you know, for him to kind of go through some of the struggles and then the criticisms, um, you know, certainly from an outsider, you know, you take away the fact that I, I was in New York for so long, but as an outsider, you're like, man, that's so unfair that he's getting this criticism. But then, you know, knowing what those fans like that we talked about, their passion that they have in New York, that's what New York is. And that's what's made Eli such a legend is the same thing that, you know, that's built him up sometimes are, the, are kind of those same influences that try to chop you down. So it's, um, you know, it's an interesting scenario. Um, but if anybody's going to handle it with the grace and the class that that's going to be handled, it's going to be Eli, you know, for certain. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it and I hope, you know, that he does well and that, uh, you know, he can have however many more years that he wants to play of, of success. All right. Have you ever thought about who the David Wright NFL comparison is? Because <laughs> I, uh, I have a guy that I've actually used. Let's see, who's hurt all the time? <laughs> uh, you know. Can, can I, I give, know. can uh, I get, well, you go first and then I'll give you my guy. And I, I'm well, just, I mean, we just, we just got, you know, it's, it's, Man, who do you got? Let me see if I agree. You ready? I'm ready. And I mean this, as you know, as the ultimate compliment. I happen to love him as a person as well. Okay. Tony Romo. Oh, wow. Okay. Tony Romo. I'll take, I'll take Tony Romo. Right? Yeah, I will certainly take Tony Romo. I mean, I'm no Cowboy fan, but Tony Romo, yeah, that's a that's certainly a compliment. So Great player, loved by a fan base. You could argue throughout the course of their career, Hall of Famer, probably when it's done, won't make the Hall of Fame. Injuries at the end, respected by their teammates. The David Wright comparison, Tony Romo. Well, you know what? Those might be some of the nicest words you've ever said about me. (laughs) Take that. But now I need his golf game. You know, if you're going to make the comparison, yeah. you know, on the sports world, I'd, I'd like his golf game now. So uh, I appreciate that. Thank you very much because that's uh, certainly a compliment. Yeah, and 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 also too, and and you know, just to throw this out there, you know, I one of Tony's best games he ever played. He threw for 500 yards against the the Broncos. It was a Peyton Manning game, and Manning was was amazing. Tony threw an interception laid. I always felt like David. I just I wish you would have won that championship. You know that. It is almost like with Romo, I wish if he just held on to the snap and, you know, if, if, if Dez would have caught it. I also think that's part of it in terms of the comparison with David Wright and Tony Romo. Yeah, well, like I said, it's, it's, it's you know, I certainly take that as a, as a compliment. I didn't know which direction you were going to go with that comparison. All positive. You went, in a very, you went in a very positive direction. So, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that. And I agree with you that he um, probably doesn't get the credit outside of Dallas that he deserves for, 
you know, there were times where he um, did some amazing things for that franchise as well. I mean, I, I actually have called him the most underrated quarterback ever. Seriously. I mean, he never gets the credit he deserves outside of Dallas. You you watch Tony on, on television? Are you one of those sports fans, football fans? Where he's love, amazing, I right? The play, I love knowing the play before it happens. I love when, you know, you got the count. You know, you, they, they come up to the line, and Tony knows the play already. And I, I like that. You know, I know there's some guys that don't, but I, I, I love the player's perspective, uh, you know, when he does the game. I mean, that to me is everything. I mean, and, and Tony, he's self-deprecating, he's smart, his preparation. I love that, the proactive analysis. I mean, as a fan, tell me something I'm sitting on my couch watching that I don't know and nobody's better than Tony. 100% couldn't agree more. And he's got that great enthusiasm, too. That That's the other thing about Tony's style. The enthusiasm when he broadcasts, you know how much he loves football. For sure. He's, he's you could tell just in the interviews, not even in the booth, but when he does an interview, you could tell the passion that he has for the game. And, um, you know, I'll certainly say that's a, a similarity because I believe I share that same passion for baseball, in particular Mets baseball. Oh, without question. Now, by the way, speaking of Mets baseball, you weren't there when there was a relief pitcher named Pat Mahomes. Is it crazy that Pat Mahomes' kid is now arguably the most exciting player in all of sports? It's And he he reps the Mets well, too. He he. he Rock some throwback jerseys on game day. Those are sweet, yeah. Yeah, so, and, you know, it's and kind of parallel to that. Um, Donovan Mitchell, the basketball player, kind of grew up in our clubhouse. His dad was one of our coaches in the minor leagues, Donovan Mitchell Sr. And, you know, seeing Donovan Mitchell Jr. kind of grow up and now become a star in the NBA is, uh, you know, Mahomes and Donovan Mitchell. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we – the Mets tend to breed uh, a pretty good uh, <laughs> offspring, you know, so it's a uh... Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what my girls can do when they grow up. I love that. I love that. But, and I did see a great picture on, on Twitter that Donovan put up where you were at a game. I mean, he thinks it's the coolest thing ever that you want to watch him play basketball. Yeah, I remember uh, an, an ex-Met, Josh Set and I lived out in, um, in Southern California as well. We, you know, we circled our calendars. You know, whenever Donovan comes to play, uh, you know, at Staples, we try to try to make it and uh, he is nothing but gracious. You know, there's obviously he's getting pulled in a million different directions, and I know that feeling after a game. You just want to get in the locker room and get showered, and he comes over and says hello and spends you know as much time as possible with us. And uh, you know, couldn't be more grateful for that friendship and you know all the kind things he said about me. Uh, but it's it's crazy seeing him when he you know a young kid you know out there playing baseball, and he was good at baseball as well. And and all of a sudden you know talking to his dad, he's like, oh, he's being recruited by you know the big schools and the ACC and you know, the, you know, just like all these big, big schools, and he obviously ends up going to Louisville, and then becomes a star, wins a slam dunk contest, and it's 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 really cool to see him grow up and become the player that he is now. You reference your your daughters; they they getting into sports. They'll they'll watch some football with dad on Sundays. I, so my three year old, she's she's hilarious. She'll she'll grab one of her balls and kind of when the play's going around going on. She'll take her ball and like run around the couch like she's a running back. That's awesome. Is, it's hilarious, and you know she every Saturday we go. Uh, there's some kids her age that they do a sports class, so it's three weeks of soccer and then three weeks of baseball and then three weeks of basketball, I believe. 
and she loves it, you know, and I'm, I couldn't be more proud sitting out there. And, and I get the competitive juices where I, I think I need to scale it down a little bit. <laughs> so, you know, they do the warm ups where they got to run, touch the fence and come back. And I'm like, you got to win, we got to win, we got to win. And now, you know, you got to win the race. And now everything she does, she's like, did I win? No, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. And now she's kind of a sore loser. So we have to kind of go back a little bit and kind of teach her you know, a little more sportsmanship, but I love her competitiveness and it, it, it cracks me up. How cool is that for you after your career to be able to do something like that? Oh, real cool. And you know, it's, it's, it's funny watching them play T-ball. Um, you know, they do their little T-ball class and, you know, she, <laughs> She, you know, tells everybody to listen. She's like, you know, my, my dad plays baseball. No one knows anything. So it's, you know, everybody's like, yeah, okay, your dad played baseball, you know, this and that. And, you know, I'm out there and she, she, she rakes, you know, she hits like line drives. Of and, course. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's a co-ed class and I, I can't be more proud. She'll like hit a line drive right at the kid that's playing defense in front of her. And the kid, you know, is playing too, too close to the, to the tee ball, to the tee. And she'll rocket one, like kind of right by his ear. And, you know, I'm like, oh, no, no. But in, inside, I'm like, yes. <laughs> Absolute rocket, you know. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Dave, before we let you go, what's your Super Bowl pick for this year? Oh, man. Uh, Super Bowl pick. I mean, it's at what point do you just stop betting against Tom Brady and the Patriots? Yeah. I mean, it's, it just seems like they do it every year. So, I don't know. It should be a fun year. You know, I'm not sure if I'm ready to give my pick quite yet. Um, Well, after I get your sleepers, I'll be ready to get my pick. All right, that's fair. So sleepers Uh, first, and then then you'll go with your pick. But it should be, you know, a lot of different landscape this year with, obviously, the Browns and with – uh, you know, Antonio Brown out West. I mean, it's just, it's going to be a, a fun year. I'm looking forward to it and hopefully just uh, watching some, some good football and maybe the Giants can sneak up on some people. Did the first ever guest on the Adam Shine podcast, did it live up to the WBC World Series hype for you, David? Well, we'll see if this thing's canceled after episode <laughs> David, you're the best. I, I, I hope I hope I wasn't the cause for, you know, if, if there's uh, some negative feedback from this. I and hope, that'll uh, do it well. for the Adam Shine <laughs> Podcast. One, one episode. That was it. Only lasted yeah. for one. Uh, David, you're the best. Congratulations on everything and always appreciate the time, my friend. Thanks for having me, Shine. Much appreciated. Sign on sports with Adam Sign. The outstanding quarterback for your Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. Could you daydream if you clinched a playoff spot and you're the starting quarterback of the Buffalo Bills? It's nothing that I want more in this world to you know, lead this team to the playoffs and give us a chance to compete for Super Bowls down the road. I dream about it all the time, being there every day. Sign on sports. Sign on sports. Weekdays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Adam Shine, fantasy football legend. You know, one of my favorite things to do, I'm in a league with my kids. Jolie is 11, and Maya is 9, and the girls are very into it. Theo is 4, and he just showed up at the draft wearing an Aaron Donald Super Bowl jersey. I got him last year at the Super Bowl. But the girls take it very seriously. It's a great league. Friends of mine, their kids, ton of fun. You know, and it's really a, a competitive league. We're in it last year. Girls were so into it, so excited. Their number one pick last year was Leonard Fournette, which they were able to learn the 
heartbreak of fantasy football, gets hurt in the giant game, doesn't come back, finally shows up, we're watching the red zone, punches somewhere on the bills, gets suspended. So there were ups, there were downs, and, and they're great sports fans. They're great kids, obviously. It's, it's awesome. So this year, we do the draft on Labor Day. We have the sixth pick. And I am a gigantic Patrick Mahomes, Patty Mahomes fan. He's our guy. Kids are obsessed. Now, I made the girls and Theo become Yankees fans, become Syracuse fans, you know, my teams, Knicks fans. For football, they basically were free agents for a variety of reasons. That's the one occupational hazard. I don't have a football team anymore. I grew up as a Giants fan. But now I root for me. I root for the show. I root for Shine on Sports. I root for the best guests, compelling stories. So I don't root for a team. Jolie loves the Packers, and Maya's a big Patriot fan. Theo's a free agent. He wears Aaron Donald jersey, likes the Raiders, likes Josh Rosen. I mean, he watches the he loves Patty Mahomes, and that's where I'm going with the story. Sixth overall pick, and we decided the night before, if DeAndre Hopkins is there, that's the guy. If Hopkins is not there, and it is a six points for a touchdown league, not four, six. My girls want to draft Patrick Mahomes with the sixth overall pick. And I told them, your league, your team, you do what you want. So they drafted my guy, Patty Mahomes, with the sixth overall pick. Bob, does that make me a great dad? Or should I have stepped in and said, well, you should take a running back in a spot like this. I think it makes you a great dad, but a bad fantasy football player. <laughs> now, being fair, round two and a half PPR league, they got Michael Thomas. Oh, that's, that's the best of both worlds. That's the guy you should have gotten the first round anyway. <laughs> round three, Leonard Fournette. Oh, not again. No, and they were smiling. <laughs> they loved it. I mean, round three, I think he's going to bounce back and have a tremendous year. Round four, Maya was wearing the jersey. Again, half PPR, Julian Edelman. There you go. It's perfect. And then we love the rookie running backs this year. You heard me mention to David Wright some of them. We drafted David Montgomery. We drafted Miles Sanders. And we we drafted my guy, Devin Singletary. We, oh. we had Josh Allen on the show, and he raved about Devin Singletary. I had Josh Allen last week on Channel Sports, on Mad Dog Sports Radio. I mean, those are three tremendous picks, and then I think you added up with Patty Mahomes. My girl's going to have a chance. You practically have a monopoly on the rookie running backs. I love that. That's and a great idea. Way, I think those guys are all going to be big-time players for both reality and fantasy. Absolutely. I like all their situations. I think you guys have a great thing going on here. So we're taping this podcast on a Tuesday at 1.20 Eastern Time. I have another draft on Wednesday at a restaurant in town with friends. You know, Picked out of the hat, I got the number one pick, Saquon Barkley. So round two, three in a snake draft. Too early to take Mahomes? Yeah, it's definitely too early to take Mahomes. You gotta wait on the quarterback. I think Pat could repeat as MVP, but I just think the value with the quarterbacks, it's it's all relative if you really think about it, right? 
They all yeah. put up similar points in theory. I know Pat last year was insane, but they all I put guess up pretty close points. I guess have to see receivers are there, right? Yeah. I mean, if you really hate your options, then you could go Pat third round. Because the fact is, you're not getting them if you wait on the way back. There's a 0% yeah, chance. Yeah, you have no chance. It's not going to be there. You know I'm going to end up picking Patty Mahomes <laughs> with that first pick in, in round number three. You got to go all in. As long as the girls and Theo win in their league, that's all that matters to make sure we convince everyone that they are fantasy football legends. Adam Shine, not telling you to wager on football, but here we go. I absolutely positively love the Packers this week. In fact, we'll do this every week. I'll give you my Thursday night pick versus my kids. And Jolie, who is 11, she loves the Packers. She's taking the Packers. Maya's taking the Packers. Theo, who's four, is taking the Bears. I'm taking Green Bay. In fact, as we bring in our incredible producer for Shine on Sports, I'm Edelick Sports Radio, the great Bob Stew. Bob, I have a bunch of underdogs winning outrights week number one. How's this? Packers beating the Bears. The Bills beating your Jets, your Aww. big Jets fam. The Atlanta Falcons going into Minnesota, beating the Minnesota Vikings. I'm high on Atlanta this year. I think, and right now, as we tape on Tuesday at around 1.20 Eastern time, Niners and Bucks is a pick em. I think San Fran can win that game on the road. I think the Cardinals at home with Kyler Murray. Okay, I'm very high on that Cliff-Kyler combination. I think they can beat the rebuilding since 1957 Detroit Lions. And I currently have it as a pick em. I could see the Raiders beating the Denver Broncos, Bob. Yeah, I could see that too. I think you've made a lot of great picks here for your underdogs, Adam. Those are all really awesome. They're all pretty close lines too, actually, if you look at them. I don't think any, nothing's more than four. So, you know, week one is going to be pretty crazy. Now, we'll make our picks every game against the spread on Shine on Sports on a Football Fridays we've done for 15 years on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Of those games I gave you, which one do you disagree with the most? Ooh, that's a good one. I disagree 100% with the Jets. I'm a massive Jets homer. I love my Jets. I think the Jets at home, they're going to be tough this Jets season. Jets are going to be fun this year. I'm very high on Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, and Adam Gase. Yeah, I think the offense is going to be electric, but it's really more about that defense. Greg Williams aggressive defense against that Bills offense. I have no idea what to expect from the Bills wide receivers. I know Josh Allen, he's going to bring it. I just think I like the Jets this upcoming week one. Best bet of the week. And I normally would hesitate with the road team going basically coast to coast. How about the Rams favored by three in Carolina? You know, Cam had the surgery in the offseason, messed up foot in the preseason. I think the Rams are going to absolutely smash Carolina. Aaron Donald's best defensive player in the entire sport. I, I think that Jared Goff getting Cooper Cup back is, is a big deal. I love the Rams as the best bet of the week. How is that only a two and a half point spread? That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Cam, I mean, Cam Newton's not healthy. I don't Two even think half. it's going to be remotely competitive. No, I don't think so either. Another one that caught my eye, Chiefs-Jags. The Chiefs are favored by four on the road in Jacksonville. I wouldn't I touch it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mean, it touch it. It could be a close game with Jacksonville's defense. I really love the Chiefs this year, though. I love the Chiefs, too. But with Nick Foles, with Leonard Fournette, Josh Allen making his debut, don't misinterpret. I'll probably pick Kansas City, 
But I don't think that's one of the better bets of the week. You know, from the department of Captain Obvious, but I'm actually surprised the number's this low. How about Ravens six and a half in Miami against the tanking for two of Miami Dolphins? I was just looking at that one and laughing. The Ravens are going to win that game by double digits. And the other one that really stands out. Oh, it's all happy, happy, joy, joy, camp harmony for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wait till they start playing. I mean, it's only six points. I think the Patriots will beat the Steelers by more than a touchdown. I know we disagree on this one. I think the Steelers are going to keep the game close. I do think they're going to lose, which means it is tough to take them to cover and not win outright, but I think it'll be closer to a three-point game. Yeah, I I think it's the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick's world, and we're just living it. I still can't believe how low you are on the Steelers this year. Like, it makes me laugh. I know the Browns are going to be awesome, and everybody loves Cleveland. The Steelers stole some good pieces. Eight to ten wins. For Pittsburgh feels right. Yeah, that's fair. Eight to ten wins. They should make a run at the playoffs again. Devin Bush put on planet Earth to be a Steeler <laughs> linebacker. I love it. He's my defensive rookie of the year. Offensive line, I've made the case. Best in football. I just think people saying that the drama leaving with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Mike Tomlin always leads the league in, in drama. Every, every week, seemingly, on Shine on Sports, we have the Mike Tomlin choke game when he loses when he's favored by a touchdown. And Ben Roethlisberger leads the league in drama. So it's all camp happiness until they lose, like they always do, against the New England Patriots. Well, look at the bright side. He can't talk about playing New England if he's playing them week one, right? Let me hit some of these over-unders. What, what do you have for the, for the Buffalo Bills for the year? Buffalo Bills. They're going to be my Cinderella playoff team. I saw a couple days ago six and a half. What's the over-under for the Bills? Uh, the over-under is seven. It's up to seven now. Seven now. Love the over. They must have been listening to your Josh Allen interview last week. Seriously. On Sports. I'm telling you. What's the over-under for the Packers? Over-under for the Packers. I've got the Packers winning 11-12 games. I could see them representing the NFC in the Super Bowl when it's all said and done. Well, you're going to love this because the over-under is currently 9. Yeah, I love the over. Yeah, so that'll be, that could be your best bet of the year here. Packers Bills over. and Packers. Bill, what about the Atlanta Falcons? Another team I'm very high on this year, bouncing back to get all their defensive players back who they lost last year. Offense is going to be explosive. Dirk Carter back calling plays. We had that amazing interview with Matt Ryan on Shine on Sports. What's the over-under for Atlanta? Eight and a half for the Falcons. Oh, I love the over. Love the over. I mean, that's that's dreamy. Eight and a half? Really? I feel like you have a good trio of picks here. Bills, Packers, Falcons, all overs. I love all those picks, too, by the way. I think they're all going to be awesome. What's the over-under for the Minnesota Vikings? There's a team I'm not high on for this upcoming season. The Vikings over-under is nine. See, I, I would grab the under in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. That, that team, to me, has eights and eights written all over it. I'll give you another team where I wouldn't – I'm not high on this year. I don't think the Bears are making the playoffs. You know, I look at the landscape of the NFC, and I, I've i got the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Packers – I have the New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons, and the L.A. Rams as playoff teams. The over-under is nine for Chicago. That's correct. I wouldn't touch the Chicago Bears. I think they're going to take a step back. A lot of, they, they can't make any kicks, Bob. How are they going <laughs> to win these tight games? No, I couldn't agree more. Think about it this way. All three of the teams you just mentioned, Packers, Vikings, Bears, 
Over under is nine. Shows you Vegas has no idea what to expect in that division this upcoming year. And in terms of the playoff picks for the AFC, I'm going with the Bills, as I mentioned, as my Cinderella team in all of football. I thought Brandon Bean, their GM, had an unbelievable offseason, improved the line, improved the defense, still at Oliver. You know, they're improved at receiver. Beasley and Brown love Josh Allen, think he's going to be a star. I've got the Chiefs. I've got the Browns. I'm buying Cleveland. I very scared about Freddie Kitchens in terms of handling the noise, and he is not buttoned up, but Baker's tremendous. I think he'll be top five for MVP, and I, I think they are going to win that division. So I'm going to go with the Browns to win the North, the Patriots, obviously. I don't feel great about it, but I'm going to take the Texans by a game, take the Texans to beat out the Jaguars and the Colts for the AFC South. And I'm going to take the Chargers and the Buffalo Bills, Bob, as my wild card teams. I was going to take the Chargers, but this Derwin James injury, I mean, he's arguably the best safety in the game. That is a killer for the Chargers. You can't take the Chargers with those injuries. Obviously, Keenan Allen coming off the surgery. He's going to play, most likely play week one. Yeah, the Derwin James injury, the Melvin Gordon holdout. It's a lot of stuff around the Chargers going through the season. Boy, is that Melvin Gordon holdout the dumbest holdout in the history of holdouts? I mean, we said that after the report broke. I mean, it makes no, he has no leverage. They went 4 0 without him last year. If he doesn't play it down, I think they're still going to win double digit games. I mean, they love Jackson. They love Eckler. I don't know. And Melvin Gordon's a bright guy. We have him on the radio show all the time. I have no idea what the hell he's thinking. I mean, plus, didn't he see what happened to Le'Veon Bell last year? That didn't really play out, and he's not Le'Veon Bell. So, how's that going to work? Not even close to Le'Veon Bell. This is the Adam Shine Podcast. For more from Adam Shine, listen to Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Weekdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, Sirius XM 82. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.